this Thursday, August 24th, MLB Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast is on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings with code DGEN. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, August the 23rd, currently 5.04 on the East Coast. Here to break down what we can for the Thursday MLB betting card. Um, we'll get to the can part in a second here. But joining me here to break it all down, guys, know him as a voice on the NFL Gambling Podcast. And, of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, it's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, how you feeling this Wednesday afternoon, my man? I'm doing well, Munaf. Good to be with you. Yeah, it always seems like when we, we when we're handicapping these Thursday night slate games, it's just a lot of unknown. You got pitcher changes and whatnot. But, yeah, got a, about a nine-game slate. We'll do uh, what we can. But... I love Wednesdays and Thursdays because, you know, you always get day baseball. It's, the, the day's never the same without some day baseball, you know? Yeah, I always look forward to uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, at least to kind of get us through the day, um, the work day, uh, at least. And I know a lot of our um, listeners and fans just of baseball love the day baseball to get them through the work day as well. So I always look forward to that every single year. And if we get we get lucky maybe on Friday if the Cubs are playing uh, at home at Wrigley Field, that usually goes off around uh, 2.20 uh, in the afternoon on the East Coast. So that kind of gets you through the day as well. But uh, Thursday, some more day baseball um, with a nine-game schedule like uh, Dylan alluded to. We have four games that have um, undecided pitchers, and we only have, as of right now, as we're recording the show, uh, four uh games with lines up um so dean kramer was supposed to pitch on thursday for the orioles he's not been bumped up to wednesday uh for the orioles and maybe jack flaherty uh goes on thursday maybe they're giving him an extra day off or whatever the case might be but mm-hmm. we'll kind of do our best so go through the the games here uh we'll kind of handicap it as as we see fit uh with maybe even the pitchers that we do have um on the mound uh, at least for the one of the teams that um do have pitchers uh, confirmed at least and the other teams that do not we'll try to navigate as best as we can here so uh nine game schedule we have about four games that are going to be in the afternoon and then we have about five games at night so i'll just go and mention the teams that don't have pitchers as of right now so i mentioned the orioles they'll probably be throwing jack flaherty out there um and then for the yankees and the nationals tomorrow uh, Patrick Corbin is getting the start, but no pitcher listed yet for the Yankees. Uh, Pete Lambert is getting the start for the Colorado Rockies and no pitcher for the Rays. And the Dodgers uh, don't have a pitcher listed against the Guardians, but Gavin Williams will get the start for the Guardians. And like I mentioned, 
for the Orioles. It'll probably be Jack Flaherty, who was slated to start on Wednesday night, uh, but probably will be pushed back to Thursday. So at least we'll go through the games here with lines on the board here, D-Rock. So we'll just kick it off here with the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros, the final game of this uh, series in Houston. Um, I'm seeing Brian Bello is getting the start here for the Boston Red Sox and JP France is getting the start here for the Houston Astros. Astros are minus 125 home favorite plus 105 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox. Total is set at nine with a little bit of vig towards the over at minus 118 uh, run line minus one and a half plus 154 for the Astros and plus one and a half minus 185 for the Boston Red Sox here. Uh, D-Rock, what do you got for this game? Yeah, good series here in Houston. And, you know, I am going to take the the home team, the Astros, on the money line, minus 125. My numbers made them a minus 135 favorite. You know, I, I do think the Astros have the pitching advantage with J.P. France. He's just pitching a little better right now. I think you and I mentioned it. Brian Bello just hasn't been that guy recently he's kind of had an up and down month while jb france he gives you a lot of length six seven innings and outside that last start at home against the mariners where he got no help the astros have won his last four home starts so i i think he's a really solid pitcher to be honest he gets a lot of ground balls he, his hard hit rate at home has only been around 20 percent, which has been really good so you know we've kind of seen this red Sox team struggle a little bit after sweeping the yankees they lost the first two games of this series so you know, I, I think they continue to struggle on the road. I'm going to back the overall better team at home, which is the Houston Astros. So I like them here. Yeah, Bello has, uh, I think we've mentioned this on on the pot, several pods before, um, that him and probably James Paxton are the two consistent pitchers for the uh, Red Sox. I know Paxton got lit up by this Astros team uh, in, I think this was game one of the series between these two squads. And, Astros have been doing well against left-handed pitching all throughout the season. Um, but, you know, Bello bounced back nicely against the Yankees, and I think he's just had a lot of success against the Yankees uh, throughout his career. I know the Yankees haven't been hitting very well um, post-All-Star break, and he pitched out – oh, he pitched very well for the uh, Red Sox in that game. But, again, we talked about this throughout the week. That I don't, We can't really take a lot away from the Red Sox sweeping the Yankees just because – I mean, just because they're just not having a great season. But you mentioned it. JB France has been absolutely fantastic for this Astros uh, rotation, especially when they really needed him with all the injuries that they have dealt with mm-hmm. uh, in that rotation. You know, they lost Luis Garcia at the beginning of the season. Uh, Lance McCullers just can't find a way to get healthy. Um, Framber Valdez has been a little up and down. And same thing with Christian Javier. And I think JP France has been one of the more consistent arms for the uh, Astros. So in the last five games and four starts, he's four and one. Um, in uh, sorry, five appearances, four starts have uh, he's made four and one with a 1.78 ERA. He's only allowed six earned runs in 30 and one thirds innings pitch there. And then at the juice box, he's four and two with a 3.51 ERA. Um, again, hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of his last five starts. And like D Rock mentioned, he'll get you at least six to seven innings. He's gone at least seven innings in three of his last uh, five appearances for the uh, Astros here. So um, I'm going to go with the Astros here as well. I think we're getting a cheap price here on the uh, on the Astros here, minus 125. So I will take that to the bank uh, with you. Uh, next game on the board, uh, we can touch on the Yankees game here because it might just be a quicker conversation just because of how they're doing. But um, I'm going to be curious to see how they do on Wednesday night because I mentioned this on the pod yesterday is that uh, they're actually doing pretty well hitting left-handed pitching, at least over the last two weeks. I know 
it's been a struggle for them to even get hits and score runs. But if you kind of go back and look at what they've done over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching, uh, they're at the top of the league in a lot of those offensive statistical categories. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here right now. And I know I mentioned this on the pod yesterday because on Wednesday night, they're going to be facing Mackenzie Gore, who's a left-handed pitcher. Um, I know it's only been 64 plate appearances over the last two weeks for the uh, Yankees against left-handed pitching, but they're doing their job at least, you know, getting hits and trying to score runs against the left-handed pitching. So Patrick Corbett is on the mound here for the um, uh, Washington Nationals. I'll quickly mention his numbers uh, for the season. So he's 8-11 with a 4.71 ERA. He's been pretty decent over his last five starts for the uh, uh, Washington Nationals where he does have a 2-1 record with an ERA of 3.99. Back-to-back starts, he's done really well against the Boston Red Sox and the Philadelphia Phillies. 11 innings pitched in those last two starts. Five hits, he's only allowed one earned run. And again, he he did had seven walks against the Phillies, and the Phillies weren't able to capitalize on that, um, which is uh, a red flag for the Phillies there. Uh, Again, but I mentioned he did have a really solid outing against the Red Sox in his last start. Six innings, he allowed one earned run in that span. I mean, D-Rock, depending on who is pitching for the Yankees, can we make a case for the Yankees? I, I I can't. I think it will be Garrett Cole pitching. I think he'll be pitching tomorrow. That's what I saw, but it's it's then it went off the board, so you really don't know. But, I mean, I can't, to be honest. I mean, if, if you look at Garrett Cole's last few games, this whole month he really hasn't been good. Even in the win against the Tampa Bay Rays, he, he gave up some hard contact as well. He lost to the Marlins. He lost to the Red Sox. He lost to the Chicago White Sox, who can't buy a win right now. So he, he hasn't looked good, in my opinion. And like you said, Patrick Corbin has actually been serviceable. Even in that loss against the Phillies, he still went five scoreless innings. So he just needs the run support. And this national team, don't sleep on them. They've won eight of the last ten games while – They've lost. This is the first time. I don't know if you've heard this stat. This is the first time since 1982 the Yankees have lost nine straight. So, yeah. I mean, th- this team, yeah, they might be hit in left-handed pitcher, but I-, I don't trust them right now, to be honest. I was at the game on Sunday against the Red Sox, and I, I said the same thing about the Mets. There's just no fight in this team. You you could tell they're like kind of checking out and. It, the only person that gets a pop in this lineup is Aaron Judge, and if he goes quiet, the whole team kind of is deflating. So I, I honestly can't back a team like that. I cashed last night on the Nationals. If if we get, we're probably gonna if Der- Garrett Cole does pitch, we're probably Yankees are probably favored heavily. So yeah. if you get a plus one fifty, plus one sixty, there's tremendous value in a team that's won eight of its last ten games. So I probably have to continue to fade the Yankees. Yeah, I think the only time I've actually backed the Yankees is when Garrett Cole is pitching at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium. He's made 15 starts for them, and the Yankees are actually 13-2 and two straight up in those starts. Um, I think that's probably the only time you can actually trust the Yankees, and they've actually done pretty well on the run line as well. Uh, minus 1.5, they're 8-5 and five with goal, uh, Cole on the mound, and on the plus 1.5, they're 2-0. So, mm. I mean, you also, like you mentioned, like if this team is pretty much checking out, what's the motivation for Garrett Cole? Yeah. He's, he's in there. Uh, I mean, he's up there for uh, Cy Young um, for this Yankees team, but maybe that took a hit, a little bit of a hit in his last start against the Boston Red Sox, which coincidentally was actually at home, yeah. um, which was, I believe, on Sunday night baseball, if I'm not mistaken, or prior to. But, um, yeah, again, depending on what the lines are, I, I feel like there will be some type of value. If it's plus odds on that minus one half for the Yankees, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it, but... 
it, it just scares me, especially when a team that has lost yeah. nine games in a row here and they're using it against the Nationals. So, uh, yeah, we'll see who is actually out there uh, for the Yankees. Again, this probably be a good time um, for us to maybe take a look on Wednesday now that if they are continuing to smash against left-handed pitching, uh, maybe uh, you know take a look at them uh, maybe on the Thursday game uh, with if it is Garrett Cole. Munaf, All right, quick, uh, think- D Rock. Before we get over, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just yeah, going to ask. Do you think? Do you think Aaron Boone gets fired after this season? He has to. Like he has to. I mean, they just love him in New York. I know, but like I, I said, I mentioned this last season um, that I th- honestly thought that last year was going to be his last season uh, with the mm-hmm. Yankees um, because last season wasn't very good for this team either. But this team, more than look, like, more than likely, looks like they're not going to make the playoffs. And for I don't think that's yeah. going to sit well. Number one with the front office and the fan base that a team like the Yankees, who was who just had so much success from like the two thousands uh, for them not to make the playoffs. I think that has to be the tipping point for you to get rid of Aaron Boone. And I mean, if he doesn't get fired, I, if I was a Yankees fan, I would honestly, I would riot. I mean, cause this guy's just not getting it done right now for, for the, for the, for the Yankees. What do you think? Yeah, I think he, ha- I thought he might've been gone, but the way the Yankees ownership and, you know, he's a family guy. I think he's known for that big hit, to be honest. But outside of that, the ownership loves him. But I don't even think Brian Cashman should have a job. He's been, to be honest, he's been just sur- riding on what he's achieved back in the 90s. You know, yeah. they, he won four World Series. He's won six American League pennants. So I think he's riding that high still in the name of a Brian Cashman. But the the way they've been performing the last, I guess, 10 years, you could say, they, they've underachieved for New York standards. So I, I think they both should be gone, to be honest. When was the last time the Yankees even made it to the World Series is my question. That's actually a good question. You look that up, and yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to uh, continue here. So, um, yeah, while D-Rock looks that up, uh, let me tell everyone about the Game Time app. Look, MLB season's winding down, and maybe your team is going to be headed to the playoffs. And also, college uh, college football kicks off this weekend, week zero, uh, and then NFL is a couple weeks away. Game Time app. It's going to make your life so much easier for you to go out and buy those tickets to those sporting events. But not only that, if you're not into sports, well, you're, there's a reason you're listening to this podcast. But hey, if you want to, if your wife or your loved one, they want to go check out a comedy show, or they want to go check out uh, the theater that's near your area. Game Time also has those uh, tickets on their app. Some of the things I love about the Game Time app is number one, they have great flash deals and last-minute tickets up to the events. I know a lot of us spend a lot of time looking at the schedule for some of these games and planning out months in advance if we're going to make going to be able to make it out there. Game Time has tickets available up to the last minute uh, to get to those events, so you don't have to stress about planning out uh, those months or uh, those those events months out in advance. The one thing I really love about the about the Game Time app is that when you go to uh, buy tickets, you can actually see the image of your seat and the view that you're going to have at that stadium or that venue. And I think that's absolutely fantastic because you won't be surprised 
when you actually get to the venue and see that, hey, you have some type of obstruction in your way. No, the game time app tells you exactly what you're going to be seeing when you're uh, buying those tickets. They also have the lowest price guaranteed. They have event cancellation protection as well. Like I mentioned, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And like I mentioned, also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy theater, and a lot more. And they're also confident that they have the lowest prices among all these uh, ticket vendors. That if you find tickets in the same section, the same row that you're buying, planning to buy those tickets for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are. So to take advantage of this, download the GameTime app, create an account, and make sure to use promo code SGPN for an additional $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And August is winding down. And you know what that means? Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest for you. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Make sure you, uh, make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right, Rock, were you able to find out when the last time the Yankees have made it to the World Series? Yeah, it was 2009 when they won it. So that's what, 14 years ago now? Oh my goodness, Jesus. Yeah. 14 I, years ago. I think they were saying the longest stretch where they haven't made, the last time they made the World Series, the longest stretch in between was 18 years. Mm, so that's a great, I think that would be a great prop bet to put up for some of these sports books that, hey, will the Yankees make it to the World Series within the next five years and break the record of like, yeah, how long they've gone in between um, making it to the World Series? But we shall see. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, I would probably take that too. Uh, all right, let's get over to back to handicapping some of these games here. Uh, let's go over to um, – so I don't have much again for the Rockies and Tampa Bay Rays game, yeah, another yeah. 110 Eastern star. We only have Peter Lambert uh, that's on the mound for the Rays, and then the, also the other afternoon game is going to be the Dodgers and the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Gavin Williams, like I mentioned, is going to get the start, and then no pitcher yet for the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, so let's go over to a game that does have pitchers, but they don't have lines. I think this might be a pretty easy handicap. We can kind of uh, talk through it here, uh, D-Rock. So 7.05 Eastern Star, we have the Chicago Cubs and the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm seeing Justin Steele is going to get the start here for the Chicago Cubs, and then Mitch Keller is on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, no lines yet, but we can kind of uh, go through the handicap here. Uh, is that what you see for these uh, for this game as far as pitchers, D-Rock? Yeah, these were the two pitchers that I saw. Okay, so I'll start with here with Justin Steele. Again, he's having a Cy Young caliber year for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Now his record is sitting at 14-3 and with a 2.80 ERA. Over his last five starts for the Cubs, he's 4-0 with a uh, 3.81 ERA. The Cubs have won each of his last five starts, um, and four of those five starts have been by multiple runs. Um, and the 
Cubs, I should say, have scored a minimum five runs uh, when Justin Steele is on the mound. So that's a great recipe for Justin Steele. That number one, he's pitching outstanding. He's also getting the run support uh, by the Chicago Cubs bats on the road this season in uh, nine starts. He's four and one with a 2.95 ERA. Hasn't faced a Pirates this season, which is kind of interesting because they are in the same division in the NL Central. So historically, um, against the Pirates, uh, Justin Steele has made, let's see, three starts here. And in that span, he is, let's see, um, one and one with a 4.60 ERA. Uh, the last start came last year around June 23rd, where he did go five and two thirds, but allowed five earned runs. And that's why I believe the ERA is a little bit inflated. Getting over to Mitch Keller, and we've talked about him uh, a lot on the pod here. Um, he's just fallen off, off a cliff post all-star break. Does have a donate with a 1-2-2-A. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, the screen just froze on me. Oh, there we go. Uh, one and two with a 5.20. ERA, so the Twins. He's combined to go 12 innings. He's allowed 12 hits and three earned runs over his last two starts. 18, uh, sorry, it's the Cubs this season. Um, let me see how he's done historically against them here. He has a 2-4 and four record with a 5.12 ERA. He did face this uh, Cubs team last season twice and did pretty well against them. Uh, where he did go one and one with a 3.12 ERA, 11 strikeouts and two appearances here. Um, I mean, I got to stick with the better team, the better pitcher here, D-Rock. I, I think it's pretty simple here for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Steele. I'm holding that ticket for him to win the Cy Young. And if he's going to win uh, this Cy Young, he's going to have to continue uh, stacking up those wins. He's having a phenomenal season, like I mentioned, for the Cubs here. So, um, it will probably be on the Cubs run line here for me. You get all nine at bats for the Chicago Cubs on the road here, especially with Justin Steele on the mound. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. when he is on the mound, at least over his last five games, the Cubs are definitely getting him run support. So it'll be Cubs minus one and a half for me, uh, just depending on what the number does come out. Hopefully it's plus money, but we shall see. What do you got for this game, D-Rock? Yeah, 100%. I'd have to side with them. Hopefully we could get a good, nice, slow plus price on the run line because I agree. I if, if these two are the pitchers, I made the Cubs a minus 167 favorite. I mean, how can you back the Pirates right now? Now, especially Mitch Keller. I mean, yeah. even in the games he's won, I don't think he's looked good at all. The the game in the Brewers on the road, I know it was on the road, but that game just sticks out. He let up eight runs in five innings. But yeah, surprisingly, they, they've never versed each other when they're in the same division. I, I thought that was odd looking into this game. But they played six times, both these teams, and the Cubs have won all six games. So the Pirates... Yeah, I, I don't think this is a good spot for them, especially Mitch Keller. Um, if you could get plus money on the run line, I agree. I think you got to take Justin Steele uh, on the run line here. You're also kind of looking at um, the Pirates against left-handed pitching against sorry left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. Team batting average number 24 in the entire league at 222 uh, on base percentage is at uh, at 14 at 321, but slugging percentage. Uh, they are number, let's see here, number 21 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. They're also number 21. So uh, well below league average in uh, most of those offensive statistical categories. I did see there was a setback for um, O'Neill Cruz. I don't know if you saw that or not. That uh, I think they paused his running or he was dealing with some general soreness uh, for um, – oh, no, 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I mean, they like don't need them. Yeah, need that's him. what I'm saying. I was like, it's like it's not, not not worth him being out there. Maybe just save him for next season. And remember, a few pods ago, we were, I think it was a Friday, maybe it was two weeks ago, when we were talking about this NL Wild uh, Card race, and I said, hey, the the Cubs are on the outside looking in. They had the only plus uh, run differential. Now they're only three. They're the, they're alive for to win the division. I think with about 33, 34 games left in the season, they're only three games back of Milwaukee. And even the Reds, to be honest, they're only four games back. So this uh, NL Central uh, race is going to come down to, and I I think the Cubs are actually live. I think they have the best bats in the division. Yeah, I agree. Again, uh, it just made me me scratch my head that they didn't uh, add pitching uh, at the trade deadline, especially with what's going on with Marcus Stroman. But um, yeah, you're right. Three games back right now, the Brewers, Brewers, uh, that lead could be down to two and a half if the Brewers don't pull it off against the Twins today. So they're in extra innings right now, six to six tie game between the Twins and the Brewers. And you know, both of those teams need the win, especially if the uh, the Twins are want to, you know, maintain that lead in the AL Central Mm -hmm. division uh, over the Guardians. Uh, all right, let's get over to the next game on the board here. We'll go over to the Texas Rangers and the Minnesota Twins, seven ten Eastern start. Andrew Haney gets to start here for the Texas Rangers, and Pablo Lopez is going to be on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Uh, currently, see, sorry, for the Minnesota Twins. Um, the Twins are a minus-125 uh, home favorite here, plus-105 on the money line for the Texas Rangers. Total is set at 8. Uh, run line minus one and a half plus one seventy for the Texas Rangers and plus one and a half minus two oh five for the Minnesota Twins here. D Rock, what do you got for this game between the Rangers and the Twins? Yeah, give me the Twins here at home. I grabbed them on the money line minus one fifteen. I would also play the over eight. Uh, it's a little chalky at minus one twenty. I made my total eight point seven. I, I just feel like the number is a little short on the total. Andrew Heaney. You know, he's been in a lot of high-scoring games this past uh, month, and not not just because he's been giving up a lot of runs, just because of how good this Ranger offense can be. I know they're on a six-game skid right now, but this team is talented enough where they have the ability to turn the ship around really quick, in my opinion. And, and on the other side... I, I mean, can they do anything against Pablo Lopez? It, it, am I out of line by saying he might be the best pitcher this month? Like this guy's been unstoppable. I don't know, but I I do think the Twins are the right side. I mean, I I just don't understand how you can't back him at this at this point. He's only allowed one run in the entire month. He's gotten six plus innings in every start this month, and the Twins have won every game. So I I just think the Twins and Pablo Lopez might be catching the Rangers in a bad spot. I do think regression is coming, so that's why I do like the over. But Twins are good at home. I'll, I'll trust them to get the job here under their ace right now, Pablo Lopez. So I'm going to take the Twins here at home, and I lean over as well. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Pablo Lopez has been absolutely outstanding uh, yeah. for this Twins team over his last five starts, 4-0 with a .84 ERA, uh, three <laughs> runs allowed in the last 32 innings pitched. Um, so regression definitely is coming in. It kind of makes me nervous that he has to go up against this Rangers team who have been one yeah. of the more – better offenses in the league uh, this season. He also has struggled in Minnesota uh, this season. Um, just kind of taking a look at his home and road splits. He does have a four and two record uh, at home, 4.30 ERA and 11 starts. But you take a look at his road record, five and four, the ERA is 2.87. So almost uh, one and a half runs less on the road this season um, for Pablo Lopez compared to the home. I'm going to lean here with the Rangers. I, I think I like the plus price here. Um, I want to see if they are playing here 
today on Wednesday um, because it'll be a tough travel situation for them because I know they were in Arizona, so they don't have a game here tonight, so they should probably already be uh, in um, Minnesota. in Minnesota already. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Rangers here at plus 105. I think that this might just be the game, like you mentioned, D-Rock, that the regression does come from Pablo Lopez. But, uh, yeah, Rangers plus 105 for me. Uh, all right, guys, before we get over to the next game on the board, let me tell you all about college football season being back and the traditions, the tailgates, the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook are also uh, here. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when the bet just $5 on any college football bet. Uh, we have week zero coming up. Like I mentioned, we have the uh, Navy and the uh, Notre Dame game in, in Ireland, I believe, this upcoming weekend. Uh, I think there's six or seven games on the board. So, again, go and check out DraftKings Sportsbook for all the college uh, football uh, lines. And like I mentioned, kick off the new season of college football with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you download the app now and use promo code DGEN, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. If you're in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Race. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. And if you're in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. 21 years or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And we're also brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest, with $1,000 going to the first place winner. The guys also just recorded the first Sports Gambling Podcast Stories podcast just for patrons, chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their our picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to give back to the network and fight back against corporate gambling. So get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get over to the next game on the board. We have uh, Oakland A's. They are in the south side of Chicago. 8-10 Eastern start. I'm seeing Ken Waldachuk getting the start here for the Oakland A's and Jesse Schulten's. Is getting the starts here for the uh, Chicago White Sox. The lines for this game. The White Sox are a minus 155 home favorite, plus 130 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total set at 9.5 with Vic towards the over. Run line minus 1.5, plus 124 for the White Sox, and plus 1.5, minus 148 for the Oakland A's here. D-Rock, what do we got for this game? Yeah, it's going to be interesting and a shit show in this game, I think. I honestly... Didn't think you could get worse than the A's or the Royals, but it looks like the White Sox are getting to that point. You know, A's, they actually are on a two-game winning streak, while the White Sox, they've lost eight of their last 10 games. They can't buy a win right now. I think their first major win 
came yesterday when they released their executive vice president and GM. I mean, something had to give with this yeah. team, but the quotes coming out of the locker room are not good at all. They're saying they're, they're um, they don't want any leadership or how that no one's talking about stepping up and being that leader. So it just doesn't look good for them right now. I got to fade both pitchers and root for some runs. Not going to touch the side, but I would take the over nine and a half. I made my total 9.8. At least both teams are good in the fact that we can expect higher scoring games when they're on the field. You know, the over seven and three in their last 10 games for both teams. And you got two of the top five worst bullpens in the whole league. So these two teams just played a late series in June and the lowest game featured 13 runs. The highest was 15 runs. So it's going to be a windy night in Chicago. It's going to be a ton of runs. I don't trust either pitcher. So yeah, give me, give me the over here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I know Ken Wallachuk has pitched pretty well uh, over his last um, three games, I should say. He's gone at least, let's see here, 16 and two-thirds inning. He's only allowed five earned runs in that span, but um, when that bullpen comes in, even if he does go, like you mentioned, six innings or five, six innings, that bullpen comes in, they could absolutely just give up four runs uh, within that next inning when he, he does uh, get off the mound, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I really can't pick a side here. Uh, we'll root for runs. Walks are a huge concern for um, the White Sox starter as well, where he's allowed uh, at least uh, three walks over his last two starts, eight combined uh, runs in his last two starts. He's allowed eight earned runs over his last two starts as well, just in nine and one-third innings pitch, 0-3 with a 4.43 ERA over his last five starts. He did face the Oakland A's earlier this season. Four innings, he allowed three earned runs in that game as well, so We'll root for runs in this game for sure. Over nine and a half uh, between the A's and the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, last game on the board, it's going to be the Cincinnati Reds. They are in the desert to take on the Diamondbacks. 940 Eastern start. I am seeing Brandon Williamson is going to get the start here for the Cincinnati Reds. And Merrill Kelly gets the start here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are a minus 165 home favorite. Plus 140 on the money line for the Cincinnati Reds. Total is set at nine with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 112. Run line minus one and a half plus 110 for the Diamondbacks and plus one and a half minus 130 for the Cincinnati Reds here. What do you got for this game, D-Rock? Yeah, I only made the D-backs a minus 150 favorite in this game. So hopefully we get them out another seven to 10 more cents to get a plus 150. And I'd probably be on the Reds in that situation. And what I think is basically a coin flip game, I do think there is value here on the Reds in this spot. I know the Snakes, they're red hot right now. Winners are their last eight of 10. But I don't think Brandon Williamson has been all that bad. And you and I both discussed previously, Mer- Merrill Kelly is just a different pitcher on the road than he is at home this season. And yeah. Williamson, he already has a, a big win over this Diamondbacks team. He went six scoreless innings. Oh, no, six innings, only gave up one run. But still, they won that game as well. And I think if he has a similar performance here, I think the Reds are live in this spot. So if we're able to get a plus 150 or better, I think it's worth a shot. So I'd take a flyer on them. Yeah, I mean, Merrill Kelly hasn't been bad over his last five starts, regardless if it's been at home or on the road. Um, That start against the Dodgers, I think, was really impressive. Unfortunately, I think he left that game early. Um, Thankfully for him, uh, it wasn't anything serious because he did uh, pitch his uh, last two games, which were actually on the road. Um, But he just hasn't really gotten the run support from the Diamondbacks. That's shocking that that is over his last five starts. They've lost four of his last five starts, and two of those losses, they didn't score any runs for him. And the other two games, they combined for six runs. Um, against the Colorado Rockies and the Minnesota Twins. Um, at home, 3-4 and four with a 3.27 ERA. 
like we mentioned, his road numbers this season, um, seven and one with a 2.98 ERA. So he's been pretty consistent as far as the runs that he's given up, but the, it just hasn't translated to wins at home, at least for Merrill Kelly. So um, I kind of like the under nine in this game. I, I know these two offenses can break out, but I think these two pitchers are in good form here. Um, I feel like this is a heavy number on the Arizona Diamond, especially at minus 166 right now. So uh, I'll go with the Reds on the uh, money line here as well, plus 140 against the uh, Diamondbacks. So again, my more favorite play is going to be the under uh, nine between the Reds and the Diamondbacks. All right, so that was the last game that has lines uh, right now for the Thursday schedule. Like I mentioned, unfortunately, four games that are going to be uh, going off tomorrow, or sorry, on Thursday, don't have listed pitchers. That is going to be the Yankees. We think it's going to be Eric, uh, Garrett Cole, uh, and then we don't know about the Diamondbacks, and then we also don't know about the Dodgers. And then uh, for the Baltimore game, it looks like it's going to be uh, Jack Flaherty because Dean Kramer was slated to start on Thursday, but he should be. He's going on Wednesday yeah. uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. So we'll try to, I mean, get some lock and dogs here for you guys, uh, as we always do. But I think this is just a good reminder. Once we do get pictures, just make sure to check out our picks over on our website, sportsgallingpodcast.com. Uh, slash MLB picks or just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and just hit that MLB tab and just hit MLB picks. You'll see our picks on there um, for the day. So, d we got about four games to pick from here for our lock and dog. I'm sure we're going to be doubling up on at least maybe one game, if not both games. But uh, what do you got as far as the lock and dog right now? Well, is it against the rules if I take a dog that isn't on the board right now? Because I really want to take the Nationals. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. You can because we know that's going to be Patrick Corbin on the mound for the uh, Washington Nationals. And we already talked about the form that the yeah. Yankees are in right now. Did, I mean, if it is Garrett Cole on the mound or if it is somebody else, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to take it, they're going to be a plus price regardless. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but then you could be the smartest person in the room and be like, oh, they turned it around. They, they won this game with Garrett Cole. So I'll, I'll leave it alone. I'll start with my my lock. I, I do like the Astros here. I think this is a really good spot for them. Big series bounce back. Um, and just the inconsistency of Brian Bella. You know, you mentioned it. JP France has been one of more the Astros consistent uh, starters this season. So I, I do like them in this spot. He gets a lot of ground balls and, you know, the Red Sox, they've kind of been struggling after sweeping the Yankees. And I don't know how much like stock you could put into that. Everyone's beating them right now. So I, I, I like the Astros here on the money line as my lock, as my dog. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to take a flyer. I'll do it. Let's take the Reds here uh, against the Diamondbacks. I agree, though, on your total. I've made my total 8.4. So I do think it is a little high in this spot because I do like both pitchers. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to take a flyer with the Reds. I I think Brandon Williamson hasn't been as bad as his numbers kind of indicate. And I I think this is a closer game than the odds are projecting. So I'll I'll take a flyer. I think, you know, the bats wake up a little here in the Reds and – yeah, I'll get I'll get ahead of the store uh, the train because I know the D backs winners of eight of their last ten, but I do like the Reds here. If I, if I'm able to get a plus one fifty, I'll take them as my dog. All right, uh, all right. For my lock, I will go with the let's go with the over in the A's and White Sox game. Uh, nine and a half right now, minus one fifteen over at DraftKings. Again, definitely chop around for the best number, but. We talked about it. I don't trust both of these starting pitchers, and we definitely don't trust the bullpen uh, for either one of these teams as well. So I, I'm expecting to see runs. D-Rock mentioned that the wind should be blowing out uh, on the south side of Chicago. That only helps 
uh, the over with the wind blowing out. So um, again, I think that we could at minimum see a three to three, at least seven runs being scored by the end of the f- uh, fifth inning. And then you have the bullpens coming in that will probably combine to give up another seven runs um, uh, in those later part of the innings. And like D-Rock mentioned, these two teams matched up earlier this season where what did you say the lowest amount was scored was 13 combined and then 13. Um, 15. Yeah. Yeah. And that just kind of tells you how bad the pitching has been for both these squads. And again, over the last two weeks, the bullpens haven't been very good either. Um, and that's been a season long thing for both of these teams as well. So over nine and a half uh, for me as my lock uh, for my dog. Um, you know what? Let's roll the dice. Well, not really roll the dice, but I'm agreeing with you about the Astros. I'll just take them on the run line here. Minus one and a half plus 154 with JP France. Um He's been absolutely fantastic over his last five starts for the Houston Astros. Uh, Bello has kind of been up and down this season. They had a stretch, um, you know, prior to the season, or sorry, prior to the All-Star break where he was looking like one of the best pitchers for the uh, Red Sox. And he's still in that conversation. But I think that with J.P. France in the form that he's in right now, um, I, I just think that he should be able to get the job done here for the uh uh, for the Houston Astros. Uh, and then the bats again have been doing real well for the Astros in the course of the series. They also are going to get Jose Abreu back. I'm not sure if he's in the uh, lineup on Wednesday, but he should be back on Thursday for this Astros lineup. So um, I think they get the job done here. I think there's some value here on the plus one and a half, or sorry, the minus one and a half plus 154 for the Houston Astros on the run line for my dog. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, again, uh, did the best we could with only four games or four lines available, the nine-game schedule, and about four teams having pitchers undecided. But uh, hopefully we were able to dig up some winners here. D-Rock, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, just uh, good luck on all your bets. And, uh, yeah, don't make, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, I'm not sure if we – I think we have a little bit of time here. So let me see. I know we got some reviews that came in. I'm not sure if Mal shouted them out or not, but I'll do it again anyway. So let me go and find these. We should uh, answer questions. Like they should write in on like these shorter episodes today mm-hmm. or like Friday when we do uh, futures. If they have any like gambling uh, questions for baseball, you know, I feel like that – like an FAQ, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean the chat is always live every day. Uh, when uh, we have, uh, I mean, our usual suspects in there, they're always throwing out questions and stuff. But Friday, like uh, uh, D-Rock mentioned, it's a great day because we do our log dog in total, and then we kind of kick the tires on some of the playoff races that are kind of happening. But we did get three reviews that did come in, and I'll, I'll read off all three here. Um, the first one comes in. The title is fantastic. They leave us a five-star review. This is from Phil Funny. Uh, he says, I love this pod. Listening to them break down each game really helps me uh, work through the day slate. Appreciate all your efforts. He left us a five-star review. Um, and then original CP3, uh, five-star review. He leaves the uh, title as thanks, guys. He leaves us with a comment of saying best gambling podcast. And this one I'm a little questionable about. Um, but the title D-Rock here says Malcolm is the best. Mm. and it's given us a five-star review, so thank for that. It says, great podcast. I will listen to anything Mal hosts. Now, I'm thinking that's something that came <laughs> from his household, maybe, or he paid somebody yeah. some pounds to write that review, uh, but it, it's t- it's uh, written by um, someone that's 
named OOF OOF thirteen thirteen. So I might have to investigate Mal about that. But hey, at least they left us a five star review. There's Shout out the first two people. Great reviews. Five star. Always appreciative. It sounds like it's either there's multiple people. It kind of sounds like the IT department. Could be. Um, maybe Barry, because his username is always my here. Or one of, you know, his either housemate or butler. You know, he probably has so many people in that mansion where he could just pay people to give us a review real quick. So, I mean, the, the options are crazy right now. I mean, I don't even think he paid. He probably just threatened them that he's going to fire him if they don't leave us. Wow. I think that's what maybe yeah. happened with Mal. You know, I mean, people think Mal's a nice guy, but yeah, you, know, like you, you get scenes, under his a, skin. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little different, but um, <laughs> we'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, for the Thursday schedule. It'll be some combination of of uh, the, the five of us. So, again, usual time. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, TVDBJ joining us as usual. Um and yeah, like I mentioned, uh, hopefully we get a full schedule tomorrow with pictures and everything listed and all game lines available so we can go through it for you guys. But uh, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>